We gotta go to the bullpen. Welcome to the Highland Bullpen, the all-new podcast bringing America's pastime to Scotland shores. It doesn't matter if you're a Hall of Famer heading for Cooperstown or you're fresh out of the minor leagues, this is the podcast for you. I think Dave has some news from the Hall of Fame. Stuff which might be quite interesting for our listeners who are getting a bit into base- baseball as well. Yeah, I must admit, you know, you, you kind of uh, don't exactly lose track of what's going on, do you? but especially with the current situation with the lockout and everything, I wasn't really keeping tabs on what things were going on. I must admit, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't really know that the, the Hall of Fame vote was going on and then I started seeing sort of things mentioned in in uh, you know in social media and of course saw the absolutely fantastic news that uh, you know the all-time great Boston Red Sox designated hitter I think the only the second designated hitter of all time to get was voted in um, to the Hall of Fame so he's a class of 2022 and I, I again I didn't realize but I thought well you know I know I, I follow a lot of uh, Boston Red Sox fans on media but I wasn't seeing any other uh, people saying that had been voted in but he was the lone inductee of the class of 2022 and um, he had 77.9% of the vote and um, which is a good vote, but actually it's just over the threshold. So um, to get into the Hall of Fame, um, it's the Baseball Writers Association, I think, isn't it, who uh, journalists who basically get get to vote. I couldn't yeah. tell you all the, the rules and regulations of it, but you must, to get into the Hall of Fame, you must receive at least 75% of the vote and to get voted in in your first year i think you have 10 years um 10 tries at it and if you don't get in if you're put up for the vote 10 years in a row or 10 years and you don't get in that's you you've missed your chance to get in from the writers vote uh, i think there are various committees in in the, the mlb who can Vote. So he won't be the only guy who gets inducted sometime in July, is it 24th of July, something like that. There will be some other players who will get voted in from um, various committees. I think uh, one or two players from the from the Negro Leagues and also some sort of old, really old legends and perhaps non-players who get into the to Hall of Fame. But it's, it's a really... Uh, Amazing thing, and I, I'm so pleased. Um, I'll give you a, a quote from I think he's the current CEO, David Ortiz, is the most important player ever to wear a Red Sox uniform. Wow, that's quite, uh, quite that an accolade. Is, it 
it is incredible when you you look at the sort of list of the, the guys. I think there's only been sort of is it just over 340, 340 or something? Um, not just players, 300 people are in the Hall of Fame, so 250 plus yep. players. Only 58 of those have been voted in in their first year of eligibility. I think Derek Jeter was um, voted in, you know, almost 100% um, voting record in 2020. Mario Mariano Rivera. Ken Griffey Jr., you know, it's like a who's who of baseball if you look through it. Uh, Tony Gwynn, Cal Ripken Jr. And you, you sort of go down, it, looking at Red Sox players, Dennis Eckersley, who's on the Nesson broadcast, fantastic to listen to. Yaz, Carl Yastrzemski, Wade Boggs, and um, you know I'm going to say that, yeah, Ted Williams, 1966. So for the current CEO to say that David Ortiz, Big Pappy as he's known, is the most important player of all time. You look at his stats and what he's done for the club, I don't know whether we really have long enough to, to really appreciate what he's done for not just Boston Red Sox, but uh, Boston. Let's let's just say, forget what he did for Boston Red Sox. But you know, going back to, was it 2013, when there was that horrific incident at the Boston Marathon, uh, yeah. it was a terrorist attack. And, um, you know, there were... Big, uh, David, David Ortiz did this, his famous speech i wonder if i've got it written down i think you'd need to be able to quote it exactly but no i can't can't find it but this is the one where he said um yeah this is our fucking city you know live on tv you know um and nobody's going to dictate our freedom stay strong and the city of Boston and Boston Red Sox took up that um, um, that slogan, if you like. And uh, actually, in 2013, the Red Sox won the World Series. Um, again, that was his third third victory, um, third World Series with the Red Sox. You know, he he was instrumental in really getting them there in the. 2004 to win the first war. In fact, I've just finished reading this amazing book. It's called The Forgotten Game. And um, it's game five of the 2004. It's by a guy called uh, John Van Patella. And he's written this uh, book. And it's a fairly, it's a good read, but it's a fairly hefty read. And it's all about one game. It takes you through pretty much play by play ball by ball, uh, but, you know, he intersperses that with some great information about the players and protagonists. And, uh, of course, in that series, um, the Red Sox were 3-0 down to their arch-rivals, New York Yankees, and no team has ever, still has ever come back from a 3-0 championship series, postseason series, to win which, um, spoiler alert, they did. And, um, you know, in game four, they obviously had to win that one. And Big Pappy um, 
hit the winning walk-off run in the 12th inning and then Fenway Park. And then they had to play the second, you know, game five pretty much the same day. And uh, his, his numbers in the postseason are unbelievable. As I say, I don't really want to ramble on, but he's got, yeah, I, I can't quote offhand the the stats for his postseason, but he has, I think he has the third most walk-off hits in um, baseball history. And in uh, postseason, he he has four. I don't think anyone else has got more than two. So I don't know. You know, to me, he's he's the greatest, and uh, he just has a captivating personality. And of course, quite recently, he was. Um, you know, he's from the Dominican Republic. And his great friend, his hero, actually, his hero is Pedro Martinez, the uh, who also from the Dom Rep. And um, uh, he was pretty much instrumental in getting uh, David Ortiz to the Red Sox. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but they, they signed him from the Twins, I think in about 2003. He'd been there for a few years, but initially... He was signed up by the Seattle Mariners, I think, um, drafted from Dominican Republic. I think I might be right in saying that. But anyway, Pedro wanted to get him at um, Fenway Park. And uh, when the news came through, they were both together, um, filmed together in a party at uh, in San Domingo, the capital of Dominican Republic. And uh, but yeah, going back to 2019, he was in a bar in this in the Dominican Republic, and um, he wasn't the target, but he was shot in the back, and it was sort of life threatening, wasn't it? I think he received um, hospital treatment in the Dominican Republic, but then he needed some additional specialist treatment, and the the Red Sox sent a private jet out there to get him and bring him to Massachusetts uh, General Hospital. And um, thankfully, it turned out well. So, well, you know, what a guy. Just uh, just so pleased. And uh, everyone around seems to, in, you know, there's some controversy. I don't want to get into the PEDs, you know, the, the, the drug thing. But um, from what I've read about it, um, there's something, some sort of controversy surrounding many great players. And I think in terms of, um, is it Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, this, this was the 10th time they were up and they didn't get voted in. So they're not going to get in by that route. And uh, they, of course, I think they deny it, but I think there's a lot being a lot of investigation into that. And I think it's pretty much accepted that they did take these uh, drugs. Now, there was something about David Ortiz, and it was um, an article in the New York Times in 2009 referring to a, um, a test, sort of an official test that was taken by the MLB, which wasn't supposed to be published. And it was over 100 players. I think it, I think there were sort of testing 
the possibility of bringing in a, a drugs test. And he was named by the New York Times as one of these guys who tested positive. But the MLB came out, I think it was Commissioner Manfred who said that, you know, it's um, that wasn't to be published and it's not definitive. And uh, when they brought in testing, he was he was tested throughout the rest of his career and never tested positive. So, um, and also, he's an incredible, likable guy and there's more to him than just baseball. And therefore, I think, you know, he's pretty much universally accepted. So The beating heart of one of the greatest Boston Red Sox teams, and as you say, Yorkshire Dave, the beating heart of a city when it needed them most as well. So absolutely, I can't imagine too many more worthy of deserving Hall of Famers than David Ortiz. Yes, he was indeed at the Mariners. The Mariners in classic form traded him to the Twins as well. And I think they've been, that was despite him. I think he was, I can't remember if it was a, one of the minor league teams or whatever, or AAA he was at, uh, Wisconsin or something, I think. And he was in a home run derby. And I think Ken Griffey Jr. was competing in that as well. And he, people still talk about it to this day. I think some of the home runs he hit reached the freeway behind, behind the stadium walls that nobody had ever seen before in their life. But despite that, the Mariners still decided he was a guy that they could afford to trade. Uh, so I'm certainly the everybody in Boston is glad that he eventually made his way from the West Coast of America to the East Coast with a remarkable effect. So yeah, absolutely a hugely deserving individual uh, individual there. One thing I did want to mention in the baseball front, guys, was robot umpires. They've made their mate, they're crawling their way up the ladder. So they're now in AAA for this season coming up. So they are just one small step away right. from being MLB bound. And, and it looks like the momentum's with them. So it was uh, just to see, I think it's a bit like football or soccer in that the referee, or in this case, the umpire still has some degree of authority, can still say, uh, but I think it's more to do with maybe the it's gone through the strike zone, but it's been a foul tip and the computer might not recognise that or whatever. So how do we feel about robot umpires? <laughs> I'll just say, my bit. I think it's a measure of how much uh, I love the sport of baseball that I actually love the umpires. They're an absolutely incredibly big part of the sport. And, you know... They don't take any shit from anybody. And they look to me as though they're all capable of having a square go with any of the players who want to, you know, sort of get face to face with them. And, uh, you know, that, yeah, I, I've, I saw that about the, the robot thing and I didn't really go into it in any detail. You know, I wouldn't like to see the home plate umpire not stood at home plate. I mean, see, you know, that that, that picture, you know, if you ever compose in a photograph, there's this thing about threes, isn't there? You know, split up into threes, and you've got the, the batter, the catcher, and the umpire. And it's just almost a perfect shot, isn't it, somehow? Um, you've got them all stood in that small place, all concentrating what they're going to do. And, yeah, it, Progress, yeah, you want the right call, but 
yeah, I, I, I still like the human <laughs> home plate umpire interaction. Absolutely. Alan, what do you make of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm all for the opportunity to get as many decisions right as possible. Uh, and I think VAR is a fascinating thing in football. I mean, there were, the, when I talked about that Wat, Watford-Norwich game when we were talking about a ground trip there, both of Norwich's first two goals went to VAR and it was an American lad had scored as his first two goals for the club. Both of them went to VAR. I understand the need to do it. Um, it. It brings in a horrible element to the game that you're celebrating a goal then you're celebrating a computer decision. Uh, and there's something I'm uncomfortable with that uh, but at the same time you've got to make sure decisions are are right but the problem with VAR is that they've gone to this minuscule and I'll come on to the baseball thing in a second they've gone to this minuscule length of oh there might have been a slight infringement or he might have been a toenail offside or whatever and I think if you're going to do it, I suppose there's an argument you've got to do it right, but you also start to get become a bit ridiculous. So my relevance there to baseball is the strike zone, whilst it's got a definition to it, the strike zone is in a way peculiar to that umpire and what he chooses to define the strike zone on that night. Because VR is only going to really be around a strike zone. So you've got this situation where you've potentially got a game that takes three hours. If you're reviewing all these decisions that a highly trained and experienced umpire is then making in a split second, how long is the game going to go? Or is it going to be like tennis where you've maybe got so many challenges? Um, they can probably challenge just now, now anyway, but I don't think it achieves anything. So I think... Not a hundred percent with Dave there in terms of like the history and baseball's a great thing, and we don't want to mess with the traditions and what have you. But there's perhaps less reason to introduce VR or robot umpires into baseball than there is in other sports. There is an argument, yeah, you you do away with the umpire and you just have this robot and he makes every decision. But I, I just think that yeah, it's a bit of, a, bit of nonsense. In a way. Yeah, I'd agree, Alan. One final thought is if you can have robot baseball umpires, the next thing you know, there'll be robot podcasters, and then we're all out of work, Alan. So don't <laughs> I want to see the rise of the robots being stopped. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been the Highland Bullpen. Mm-hmm.